I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. Welcome to Proud Stutter, a show about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Welcome back to Proud Stutter. Today, our co-host is Gustavo Serafini, the host and producer of Enable Disabled Podcast, a show for people with disabilities, as well as their families, friends, clinicians, and therapists. We will be interviewing our guest for today's episode, Marine veteran Brady Wilson. Brady is a current aerospace engineering student at The Ohio State University. Welcome, both of you, to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to this. Brady, let's go to you, our distinguished guest for this episode. Can you talk to us about what it was like growing up with a stutter? Yeah, so um, I've had a stutter for essentially my entire life. You kind of feel like a bit of like an outcast almost um, when trying to give like a like a presentation for school or trying to speak on the phone, and it would certainly like uh, uh, fluctuate quite a bit, and it's. Uh, severity where at times I couldn't say like my first name to other times where I could speak like just fine like you wouldn't be able to know it all and my family put me through I think it was like one speech therapy session like way back when I was in like third grade and I don't even remember like really what they talked about honestly all that much uh, but it did help it was weird like I didn't stutter much after that it was, it was like like a month or two or so I just didn't like stutter at all which is strange so I thought it was gone but it definitely came back. Um, then I've been to speech therapy like, uh, like a year ago, but, uh, but I was on like, on like, on like my own accord. So this next question, I think I've only asked it one other time, but I'm really curious. Can you describe your stutter for us? I, I always love when people describe their stutters. I think for me, it's, mo- it's mostly blocks. Uh, it's like the biggest part and it's always at the absolute, like, like just like worst times, of course, <laughs> like, person like asks again like for your like your it's like for like your name or uh your phone number like your email or like what you want to do like for school or whatnot i mean it's like i don't know why i was like this like it's like the it's like the it's like the this like worst blocks in like the world but you just don't even know like what to do at that point like you're so just like frozen proud stutter is one-fifth of the way in meeting our end of year fundraising campaign goal Your contribution will go towards hiring a transcriber and a translator to make our episodes more accessible for people with disabilities and people who speak other languages. Can you help me reach our goal of $500 to make the show more accessible? Go to proudstutter.com slash donate. Thank you to Mary Smealy, Natalie England, and Chantelle Labrinto, our latest contributors to our end of year campaign. Thanks to you, we are so much closer to reaching our goal. Also want to shout out some of our Proud Stutter monthly supporters, Dustin Wells, Joshua Compton, and Wayne Engerbreston. If you want to hear your name on the pod and support the pod, donate to our campaign at proudstutter.com slash donate. So Brady, you and I actually connected because you sent in a voice memo through our voicemail line talking about your experience in the army as a um as a marine and i was just so blown away and i wanted to get deeper and i wanted to help 
share your story on the podcast. So let's let's get to it. Um, I know there's probably a lot to unpack, but can you tell us about your experience in the army? And yeah, feel free to start wherever you'd like. So I went into the uh, uh, Marine Corps. Um, right after high school. My stutter was always around at that point in time. It was kind of like ironic. My recruiter put me into the communications field as a field as a field field radio operator, which <laughs> I'm, that's not like really the best job to have as a person who stutters. <laughs> but now I was like, all right, you know, let's, you know, I guess let's, you know, let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> wow. I would be freaking out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my first four months in the military. It was composed of boot camp and then combat training that I, I didn't stutter almost at all then, but it was because it was mostly composed of like screaming and like screaming like in cadence with the rest of the, of like the guys around you. And there were many occasions where you were speaking just like alone. So I, th- I thought I was gone at that point in time. Plus I had like a bunch of other things, I mean, obviously like happening and I just, I couldn't like focus on like my speech really at all. It was just, it was always about like to like, uh, I like to like, like trained is to get better you know that's all it was but then i went to a communication school so there is when i saw my stutter definitely come out a lot more because it involved a lot more like actual like speaking skills and like how to, to talk over the radios and how to this uh this like overall communicate effectively with those around you and that's especially when i saw like i couldn't say my first name anymore i mean i mean like that got like like awful they would ask me like my rank and my name in front of like a huge like like 10 plus like other guys and i couldn't say it so that was certainly concerning for me that i saw it come back like full force and it was kind of scary because i was in again like my job like it required you to be like the best possible like speaker there because the like the consequences of not speaking well over the like like radio like it could like like result in like the loss of life it could you know it could it's like the like wrong thing which is uh, which that can't you know happen um but yes yeah, so, so i was there for about seven months in school and then i went to uh camp Pendleton, california as my station um, i was attached to an artillery unit a fp radio operator's job in that kind of unit is essentially to uh relay transmissions from like the front line i guess kind of to the artillery guns that we were at the consequences of stuttering in that kind of position could result in like like a pretty bad outcome um if you say like the wrong like like grid coordinate or if you take too long to say something if you have a block if they miss if they don't hear you correctly over the radio because you are stuttering they might shoot in like the wrong like they they might shoot like the rounds in like the wrong area i i'm just in like i have no words that sounds extremely stressful like i can't imagine a more stressful thing to be doing as a person who 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 stutters um like can you talk more about how you felt in those situations it was certainly um pretty terrifying because i knew that again like if you stutter like going to like a drive-through like yeah it's still not great and i and it it actually happened to me like yesterday which it's it's not like ideal but the consequence is like okay it sucks but like you can kind of move on from it like hopefully but there it was I mean, it, it would, it could result in the loss of a guy out there because you didn't, because like, because like you can't speak correctly. But even if that was the case, I still formed a pretty close group of friends that I had that I still talk to this day. And the culture in, in like the military is a lot of like, kind of like smack talk back and forth. 
Uh, and again, my sweater was no exception like, like <laughs> at all. And they got pretty uh, clever with it, the insults, but it was, I mean, it was all in like good faith. Um, I think it was a big difference between teasing and like being a bully. And like, I definitely like would like trust those guys to actually like, I mean, yeah, like they're there, they would like tease me about it, but I wouldn't ever take it too personal. And I know that they weren't actually being like, a, like a bad person about it. And I'm sure if I was in, in their position and I was a, field, and, and I was a field radio operator and like one of my Marines, like had like a stutter, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of strange too. So I was the only person I knew that uh, stuttered in the in, in the military at all. I mean, I guess I didn't like, I mean, I didn't take time to seek anyone else out. That's because again, I was, I was just so like, I mean, it was, it, it was all about like, to like, I mean, it like, we were like very busy with other things. So like me to focus on my speech was just not like a priority. Um, which I mean, it, you know, it makes sense in that kind of environment. There are more important things to, to, to like, to like, to like take care of in their eyes at least. But yeah, and then I deployed and I, I was on a ship and that's where I saw my stutter come out a lot. Um, I, I remember I had to give a presentation for this course I was taking and it was awful. I mean, I, I had like the worst blocks I have had my entire life there. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, while it was not the ideal space to have like a safe space for stuttering. I'm still very grateful for my experiences there and the guys that I met and that I'm still like very close with like now, but uh, you know, it was definitely a, um, a fun time kind of <laughs> like very interesting. I guess. Brady, I'm, I'm curious about um, when you were doing the training, for example, they, they noticed that you occasionally stutter was there any guidance given or was it just like an attitude of just get through it? I think they, uh, they tried to help me as much as they knew how to, which wasn't very much, <laughs> but they would often like put me in the like cases where I, I, I had to speak more and more and they, and they thought just like more, like maybe like more exposure to speaking would help. Um, which I probably think the same thing if I was like, if I was in like their position, but it never like really helped all that much. Cause it was still just like a very high stress environment. And I had a lot of other things like also happening in, in my life at that point in time where again, I just, it wasn't ever like a, like a stress-free zone ever, <laughs> but uh, they tried to help here and there, but it wasn't like what you might see in like speech therapy by any means. It's like, like you just kind of like push through it. And if you don't do it correctly, you're gonna do it again and you're gonna do it here and there and there. And you're like, for a second, you know, I don't know. but for me that, that never really helped too much. Cause again, I was just like the same cases, but just, more stress in like each one, which, yeah, so. I can see where a lot of the goals of being in the military clashes with stuttering because you're in all these stressful situations and they're training you to prepare for those situations. And so, you know, in their mind, a lot of these things that they make people do over and over again might work in in some instances, but for stuttering, that is just no way. That doesn't. That is not how you help a person who who stutters. So, with that said, like how, and I know you touched on this a little bit, but can you talk more about how you you kind of coped with with the stress? I had a close group of friends that I had and I would always just like I mean I wouldn't talk to them about my stutter almost ever 
uh, I mean, not in like a personal way. I would like make fun of it here and there for sure, but I would never like talk to them personally about it. But um, I just try not to let it get to me too much because everyone else was also going through a lot of stress. They might not have had a stutter, of course, but they had other just things in their life that were just like going on. So in the military, like especially in the Marine Corps, I would argue, like you don't really have time to really like deal with it. You just kind of got to keep pushing through and like like swallow like your like like fears and like emotions essentially and just keep pushing through. Um, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, I mean that's I mean and, and like and like that in itself is a whole different issue in the military where like mental health is not as much of a, a like priority as it probably should be. Um, I think they've gotten better with it over the years, honestly, but, um, I, I, I definitely saw a lot of cases of Marines not being able to cope well with the stress of like the environment overall. I mean, like mine was, it was always prevalent. It was really not, not much you could like really do about it, except just kind of keep pushing through. I don't know how to describe it really, but that's all like that, that like, I mean, that's all that like, that like you could do at that point really. And do you think, do you think that's by, that's by design where you're building the, the camaraderie and those group of friendships because you're all having the same, you know, shared stresses and the same, the same tension. So you're building, you know, maybe closer bonds with the, you know, with your unit, with your people that way so that you, you can learn to trust each other more. Do you, do you see like the flip side to it where it was, it was beneficial? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I definitely like see it as uh, it like basically like training us in case we were ever to go to a combat like like environment, you already know how to deal with that amount of stress. It was just like always training you to be in that kind of uh, case in life. I, mean, I don't look. I mean, I don't like despise the military for that purpose at all. I think it 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 is probably all by design, and it's it's also that they can't deal with every single Marine's problems because they're like there are um, it's a large group of course. So yeah, I mean it it for sure build up a very close uh like camaraderie between me and the guys around me for sure is there a memory from your experience in the marines that you can walk us through um to just help us really get a sense of what it was like to walk in your shoes during that time one um where i was in front of my entire battery which was which composed of like it was definitely it was maybe about like a hundred or so, if that, uh, maybe like I don't know, like sixty or so um, Marines, and I'm not sure why they did this or what he was, what he was, what he was even about, but our um, staff sergeant, which is kind of like like a guy in charge, essentially, he was calling off names and basically like asking us a yes or no question about like some kind of training that we did or did not do yet to kind of get like a like a list of names that he needs. But he did it in front of, of like of like the uh, and uh, entire battery, and like essentially like your response and calling out your name would be like to address my staff sergeant and then say like did it like yes I did or like, no, but I stuttered on saying staff sergeant and, and I said and I said sergeant instead, which in the military if you call a person by a lower rank than they are especially that's 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 not a good that's that's, that's, that's like not like a very good day for you, <laughs> and um, he was not too happy about that. I need this to say, and he definitely, um, I, 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 I made it a point to, in a very, uh, I guess, uh, like a colorful way to call me out and 
uh, in front of the of the entire battery for it was like a solid like if, I mean, if it like if it like hours but it was probably only like two minutes or so or they would like call us out to read off of like a presentation in class to like read off of like a slide in front of the entire class and I'd always like like try and do it but I can never get through more than like two or three words at a time which is odd um, and it never got better um, and I would try to find different ways to uh, like like contribute to the job overall but yeah can you can you say a little bit more about the the creativity that you showed in still wanting to contribute like so you weren't on the radio that often can you talk about what are the things that you did to try to be you know useful to try to help to try to to try to contribute because i think um for me anyways I, that's those those adaptations and that creativity and resilience are, are really interesting to see. Sure. Yes. Uh, so there was this one job that most people didn't like 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 want to do because it was a lot of work. It was it's like what was it? it's like a tech job where you would essentially like order new parts that were broken in, 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 in like the in like the like the field or whatnot, and you have to go talk to like certain like like technicians and whatnot to get these parts ordered and um like just like basically being like the tech behind like the radios to make to like to like ensure that you have the best equipment possible um so yeah i mean i would i mean i would definitely try to find out more about that field from uh one of my superiors who taught me a lot about it and uh yeah i mean i would again it was it was more of a of a focus to not have to speak on a radio i mean i could speak in front of people a bit a bit easier over like the radio for some reason, I mean, it was, it was, it was not, yeah, it was yeah, it wasn't great, <laughs> but. How has your stuttering journey changed since you left the Marines? Since I got out, again, I went through speech therapy for, for about a year. I learned a lot of really cool uh, techniques. Uh, my speech therapist was, was, you know, I mean, I mean, like, like, I mean, like she did like a great job, honestly. And she would go through a lot of like real life, um, like practical um like therapy uh techniques i guess if that makes sense like um like like we would go over like a mock uh like like appointment thing where i would like call in like like a certain office and it would make like a, 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 a like a fake appointment but she would also be there to like like um i like to hear how i would speak over the phone essentially and i think from that while my stuttering is I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously like still here. Uh, I think I've gained a lot more confidence over the phone and I, I mean, and I don't dread like speaking. So that in itself kind of like built my, just over like thought process over like stuttering and being a bit more like, like open about it or telling, or telling people that, Hey, I have trouble saying these certain things just adds up. Um, but also, uh, I sense that about being more like, like, open about it. I, uh, I joined the national stuttering association chapter in my city. Um, and we've been meeting every, or the first Thursday of every month. And we've also met a couple of times in person. And, uh, it's just cool to be around like other people who, who, who like, I mean, like, 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 like who also share my kind of like life experiences with it. And, uh, I, it was the first time I actually ever talked to another person who stuttered like in person, which was like a few months ago. 
Um, so I, yeah, so it was like past like 23 years or so, I, I have never met a person who, who stuttered. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of weird to, to like, you know, actually see like, Hey, I, I'm not alone here. And then obviously I also, uh, found your podcast. Um, I think, uh, I think you're about like a few episodes into two who like season one. And I started to listen to that a bit more. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess it is kind of, it's not like a bad thing to be more like be to be like more like, like open regarding my feelings towards this condition. But when, when you, uh, when you did the, the speech there, so you thought it was important. Like what was the, you thought it was important to start speech therapy. You initiated it. You tried it out. You were, again, I think it's really cool that you were open to doing that, to trying to, and resolving like, not hiding from it, not, not just like it's there, it's there, it's there. You're doing something about it. You're giving yourself tactics and strategies and ideas to make those adaptations, which is cool with when, while also recognizing that it's a part of you and it's, it's, um, it's going to be there, right? It's the same thing with my disability. It's a part of me. It's not going away, but it can, it's something that can also, um, teach me more about myself and more about how I want to be in the world. So I, th I think it's really great that you did that and that you joined the, the chapter and that you're, you're exploring this part of yourself. It's, it's, I hope that it empowers you and keeps, you know, you keep building from it and in your career and in, in the things that you want to do in the world. Yeah. Uh, like I remember I put myself through speech therapy because at that point in time, it was probably like the worst. It, it ever was like as far as my my like stuttering was i mean i couldn't say like my first name at all i couldn't say that i mean i i, mean, I couldn't say like 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 almost anything uh, i i like stopped speaking almost like in like like entirely for like a few months um and i'm like yeah it's probably not the best idea to have this kind of life i'm gonna go through and try to get this thing this thing fixed a little bit and see like what i can do about it but yeah, I, I just love the approach of trying stuff on, seeing if it fits, and really being proactive in that and taking care of yourself in that way. One of the biggest reasons why I didn't like speech therapy was because I was constantly having to think about my stutter and deal with that part of me that in many situations, like I appeared fluent and I wouldn't have to worry about it as much, but then there were those moments that like jerked me and reminded me that, oh, I have this thing and it's not going away. And so I definitely avoided wanting to explore that part of myself for a very long time because it was just so painful and it was so annoying and it was just this thing that I just didn't want to deal with and I just wanted to be a normal person. And so I just avoid, avoid, avoid. And and I feel like I would have kept avoiding it unless I took a chance and just opened up and slowly, slowly that just made me realize that there's something here and there's something in sharing your story and giving people the platform to do so that is very empowering. And so that's, 
that's kind of, I, I just like, it was luck that I tapped into that. Um, because I just randomly woke up one day and decided that I wanted to try being open about my stutter and that just that one choice is why we're here today the three of us and so I'm just I feel very lucky to be here with both of you because if it wasn't for that I would never have met you both yeah what's amazing what happens when we give when we try something new and give ourselves the chance and get out of that story of you know feeling stuck or feeling like I don't want to deal with this and avoiding it. Right. That's, it's a, it's great to see people embrace the parts of themselves that can be uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't see it like, 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 like some kind of thing that, it, that, that, you know, it, uh, uh, it's important to, um, like to, to look at the sides of yourself where again, it might not be the most like, like pleasant, like side of you or the side that you don't want to um seek a lot of like uh uh like 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 help for but um i think if you do which is what i did here with like your podcast with uh with speech therapy with going to that uh chapter i mean it's certainly helped like broaden my like view about what stuttering is and what it like could be for me so so as we round out the interview, my last question for you, Brady, is what are you up to now? I know you're a student at Ohio State. So um, I got my associate's degree at uh, Columbus State um, about like a month ago. And then I, then I, I transferred those credits to um, Ohio State University uh, this past uh, semester. Um, it's still all online, which is kind of okay, I guess. It makes it like a bit like easier just like like to attend, but it'd be nice that it was in person too. Um, and as as far as as, I, as like my as like my stuttering goes, um, I, I it's still certainly prevalent in my life, of course. And as far as like with 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 school, um, I think I had like a, I like a presentation like a few semesters ago, and uh, I I definitely stuttered, but I. I, I, I knew what I was talking about and I, I, I kind of like, I, like, I viewed it in a whole different like mindset versus like what I probably, I would have had, you know, through two, three years ago where I would have just been just like done. I, I, I can like do it at all, but um, yeah. And then I'll be going to OSU for the next two, possibly three years, uh, depending on how long my degree takes. And from there, um, ideally, I like to work for like NASA or like a or like um, uh, SpaceX. Uh, but that's the goal for me. Very exciting! I wish you all the luck um, in your academic future, Brady, and your professional future. So, Gustavo, um, let's have you end the episode by telling us a little bit more about your podcast, Enabled Disabled. Sure, absolutely. So the podcast, like you said, Maya, is the Enabled Disabled podcast. And we are really committed to changing the narrative and the way people think about disability. There are, there are so, so much potential um, in the community that's not being realized. And 
I think that it's really important to try to tell better stories around disability, to give people, uh, to paint like a fuller picture about who we are as people and the things that we want to contribute and give back to the world. So that's really why, why we started it. And you can find us at www.enableddisabled.com. And uh, it's going to be great to have you on the show as well soon, Maya. And I hope that Brady joins us one day as well. And that's our episode. As always, thank you so much for listening and see you all next time. And that's it for this episode of Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced and edited by me, Maya Chupkov. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of a future episode, visit us at www.proudstutter.com. And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Want to leave us a voicemail? Check out our show notes for the, the number to call in. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you.